translation of the Gospel for the third Sunday of Lent. At that time Jesus was casting out a devil, and the same was dumb. And when he had cast out the devil, the dumb spoke, and the multitude were in admiration at it. And some of, some of them said, He cast out devils by Beelzebub, Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. And others, in tempting, asked of him a sign from heaven. But he, seeing their thoughts, said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself shall be brought to desolation, and house upon house shall fall. And if Satan also be divided against himself, who shall his kingdom stand? How shall his kingdom stand? Because you say that through Beelzebub I cast out devils. Now if I cast out devils by Beelzebub, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges. But if I by the finger of God cast out devils, doubtless the kingdom of God is come upon you. When a strong man arm keeps his cord, those things are in peace which he possesses. But if a stronger than he come upon him and overcome him, he will take away all his armour, wherein he trusted, and will distribute his spoils. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathered not with me scattered. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walks through places without water, seeking rest. And not finding, he said, I will return into my house once I came out. And when he is come, he finds it swept and garnered. He, then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and entering, it, entering in, they dwell there. <coughs> And the last state of that man becomes worse than the first. And it came part to pass that he spoke to this as he spoke these things. A certain woman from the crowd, lifting her, up her voice, said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore thee in the past that gave thee son. But he said, Yea, rather blessed are they who hear the word of God and keep it. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Ghost. Amen. A very rare accept of the Gospel today because uh, we usually don't find this kind of explanation, longer, well, a longer explanation on the role of the, the devils and the, the, the devil amongst the men. Um, usually it's kind of a small explanation, sometimes a few words when Christ performs an exorcism and casts out the devils. He doesn't give long explanation, and today we find a better one, a longer one. And the question from the crowd is fair, how can we, um, how, does the, how, does, how does that happen? Do you expel this uh, demon because of, in the name of the head of demons, Satan, or by yourself? This is a true and a fair question, isn't it? And I'm happy to uh, uh, develop that a little bit this morning with you because it's, a, it's quite a, an interesting question because normally uh, we don't think, or we wouldn't think that the devils uh, or the fallen angels would form a structure world as an army a good organization, but they do. 
Surprisingly, they do. And why is the question, why wouldn't they naturally form a, an army, one, uh, uh, powerful? Because the demon we know, the devil and Satan in particular, but demons, they, they, their life is fed with hatred. And this is the note of the demon, is hatred. First of all, the devil hates God for the reason we understand. He hates God and as he contemplates his own nature, like in the mirror, he sees the image of God through his own nature. He sees God. His image relates directly to his creator. He knows where he comes from and he cannot, he cannot uh, forget this because there is nothing he can do. There is nothing he can do. He is the creature and God is the creator. And he wants to get rid of this relationship and he can't do anything. He can't. When he contemplates as he wants to do his own perfection, because this is what the devil is about, the life of the devil is contemplating his own perfection. He sees a limit to this perfection as a creature and he hates that limit. He hates that because and he sees God at every instant of his life. He sees God and he wants to reject God and he can't do it. And he hates that and he hates God. He hates the Creator. He wants to be the God and he tried to persuade us, human souls, to be God from day one. And this is the sin. The second, he hates himself. He hates himself. He wants to love him as if he were God, as if he were infinitely perfect. He wants to be this kind of being, but he cannot. And he hates himself. Because as soon as he sees who he is, as I said, he sees the image of God, and he wants to get rid of this image. And the only solution to get rid of the image of God is to disappear. He refuses his own life because he, was, he comes from God. In a way, we would describe the devil as a constant. He wants to perform self-killing. He wants to suicide at each instant of his life because he cannot stand the presence of God in his life. He hates himself. He wants to commit suicide against him. But he can't do anything because he is an angel and he has eternal life. He is purely spiritual. Third hatred of the angels, of the angel, and this is related to the gospel today, he hates other angels. How do they work together? Because they hate one another. At bits. It's terrible. The, the, the small demon hates the great one because they don't want to work together because they can't, they can't see the image of God in the other demon again, and they see, and any kind of harmony, any kind of order, any kind of peace, they hate. They don't like to work together, and this is probably a sign of um, of the the presence or the lack of presence of God when there is a lack of peace amongst ourselves. They hate one another. They don't want to work together. But Christ says, 
Yes, they are working together. Look at this, the, the, the devil, this demon at the, at the end of the Gospels, you know, when he sees this house empty, he brings in the house uh, seven other demons, seven, seven other devils, as Christ says, seven other, how can I say that, diabolical mates probably. They work together, they form an army, structured, powerful, for the only one reason, there is only one reason, not because they want to collaborate peacefully, but they have a mutual, a common hatred towards God and towards man. This is why they work together. They want to ruin the work of the creation. They want to ruin the work of the redemption and they want to ruin the grace of God in us to spoil it completely. They want to ruin our relationship with God in the grace and they do the best they can to stop us, uh, to prevent this relationship to develop in us. They hate all these things, any kind of order, any kind of beauty, any kind of grace, any sign of God, they hate it. And they sort of, they, 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 they work together. And this is, uh, so the, the kingdom of the devil is a constant conspiracy against the work of God. And uh, we understand that, and so now, we could be a bit frightened, couldn't we? Or is that about devil today? Yes, it is. It's good to understand this. In the meantime, God, Christ, as the Gospel says, at the, the order of the finger of God, as the expression says this morning, expels and casts out all these armies of wicked spirits. And this is good for us to know because we are extremely well protected and our protection is more important, is greater, is more powerful than any kind of attack of this army against us. The only, the, the best protection we can get is first to get, uh, to speak as the first line of the gospel says, this devil was dumb and the devil makes me dumb through the sin. Speak in a true and honest, a complete and a regular confession. Just speak, otherwise we're getting dumb. And there are so many reasons why we keep our soul dumb because we don't want to make a good confession. We keep it dumb and we are falling in this trap. Don't make fake excuses for that. I'm, I'm trying to make my own excuses, not going to confession, but this is it. Otherwise we are dumb. Our lips are sealed and, the, and our heart is sealed again because we have decided to close it. The second, of course, is the, uh, the, the, um, the use of all the sacraments. And in particular the use of the sacramentals, like the holy water at home or at the entrance of the church, the use of the blessed salt and all sacraments and the adoration of the blessed sacrament. We, have, we need to use them because they are here to protect us, because they are here to, because through them, God cares for us. He does. It's not just a, I would say, a magic sign of the presence of God. It is. 
the supernatural care for our soul. And this is it. And we protect ourselves because we have got powerful spirit before us and we need this kind of strength because humanly we are extremely weak. And when I say we are, I definitely include myself in this weakness. We are sinners. And then finally this house was described as nice and neat after a good confession, for instance, the soul is nice and tidy, isn't it? But then, it means, it means there must be a presence there, we must keep a presence, it's not enough. What Christ says to the crowds this morning, don't keep your soul empty. You need to have God or your angel or your patron saints or all kind of good saints needs to dwell in your soul. Don't leave that empty, otherwise someone else will take over again and it would be worse. But how do we keep this heart, the presence in our soul? By the constant presence of Christ in our life, at every instant. He and God and the providence and our angels that inspire us. And sometimes we don't want to hear this voice. Oh yeah, we, we recognize, we accept there is a voice. Oh yeah, there is a good a little voice tell me, tells which tells me what's right and wrong. But this voice is the voice of the providence. It's the voice of the providence. He's, he's, he's speaking to you. He's telling you something. He's inspiring you something good. And the answer is, uh, the, the, the answer, or the kind of answer, makes the presence strong or not. We should be very, pay attention to this, uh, the voice of our conscience, the voice of the commandments, the voice of our angel. These inspirations are essential to keep the present, the divine presence in our, the house of our, of our soul. This is most important and we forget it and I forget it. So whatever we are doing at work in the morning when you um, get up, first thing is an act of presence of God, of the Blessed Trinity. I want you to dwell in me all day, as I want to dwell in you all day. And we renew this peaceful and strong relation with God. And this is where we find peace, and this is where we find supernatural happiness and comfort, is in this relationship, because He won't let us down. He's probably the only person in the world who will never ever let us down with our angels. They won't. And this is a great comfort and reassures us in, the, uh, in our pilgrimage to, to heaven. Could we make that effort this week all together during this week, the third week of Lent, to be faithful, to respond faithfully to this the little inspiration received from the divine providence in our heart to let him dwell in our house. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Ghost. Amen.